Hello everybody, good evening and welcome to Cash Cow. So before we start, I just want to say I'm recording from a different place than I usually do. Um, so there might be a little bit of difference in my audio quality as well as some background noises. Um, anything too major, anything too major noises or major disruptions, I'll try to edit them out for the most part. But if there are any minor background noises, please forgive me for them. I'll try to make sure it doesn't interfere with the content of the episode. So let's get started. So you probably heard this little trope mentioned among your friends and family at least once before. Invest in property. You can't go wrong. Well, although that advice should be taken with a pinch of salt, it is indeed good advice. Although in this day and age, property prices are higher than ever. In Malaysia, for example, according to globalpropertyguide.com, uh, from 2005 to 2015, just 10 years, Malaysia's house prices have risen by 96.1%, 52.4% inflation adjusted. And as you might know, back in the day, we could get a decent house in the Klang Valley for less than 100,000 ringgit. And now you know it's probably skyrocketed four, five thousand, even close to a million. So what do you do if you want to get your foot in the property market but don't want to put a giant bleeding hole in your wallet or have the life-changing commitment of a mortgage? Well, say hello to rates. Welcome to Cash Cow, the show where we talk about finance, accounting, investments, and many more. Join us as we walk through the big world of finance one step at a time. Alright everybody, let's get started talking about REITs. So what are REITs? R-E-I-T-S. A Real Estate Investment Trust is a company that owns, operates or finances income generating real estate. Now, this real estate may include office buildings, shopping malls, apartments, hotels, resorts, self-storage facilities, warehouses, and even hospitals. So in Malaysia, and I believe the most of the world, um, there are a few categories of rates, namely retail rates, office rates, industrial rates, healthcare rates, and hospitality rates. So any rate which holds more than one of the above type of properties is called a hybrid rate. So each of each, each of these type of rates has its own benefits. Like for example, the industrial rate is a bit more nimble in a way compared to retail rates, which owns um, shopping complex malls and such things. And what I mean by that, it's by more nimble is that it's usually easier to build a factory and warehouse and find tenants to occupy it as opposed to building a new mall complex and finding numerous tenants to occupy that. So that's one example. So mainly rates make money through rental income from the real estates that they own and or operate. Rates are kind of modelled after the mutual fund model in that rates allow anyone to invest in portfolios of real estate assets the same way they invest in other industries. In other words, rates provide a way to invest in quality large-scale commercial real estate and other types of real estate without having to buy the property directly. And rates are listed on the Bursa Malaysia Stock Exchange, so you can own it like a piece of stock. So in Malaysia, you've most likely set foot in a property operated by a rate. For example, Mid Valley Mega Mall, the famous mall, is operated by IGB rate. Pavilion rate, on the other hand, manages Pavilion Kuala Lumpur, the one in um, the heart of KL, and Intermark Mall. And then there's Al Akar Healthcare rate, which holds almost all KPJ hospitals. And Sunway rate, uh, which is probably a very familiar name to most Malaysians, has a lot of properties which should be no stranger to most Malaysians, like Sunway Pyramid, Sunway Geo Mall and uh, all kinds of other things. You know, the Sunway brand is so huge here. And so that's the summary of what a rate is. 
It's a company that owns, operates of finances, uh, income-generating real estate, and allows investors to gain access to valuable properties too large for any individual investor. Like you can't go out and buy a mall, for example. Most of us can't. So REIT is a way to step into that without have, have actually having to go and buy property. So why invest in REITs? But besides uh, what I mentioned earlier of allowing investors to put their foot in the amazing property game without actually buying any properties and with a really low investment, REITs usually have a comparatively better dividend yield than most stocks and reliably so, which makes it a great source of passive income. Now, why does this happen? It's because of one amazing tax benefit of a REIT. It's a little ruling. As long as REITs in Malaysia distributes at least 90% of its current year taxable income, the rate will not be levied Lev- levied? Is it levi- levied? I think it's levied. Levied the 25% income tax. Sorry for my mispronunciation if it's wrong. Um, because, sorry, as I was saying, so if you distribute, if rate in Malaysia distributes at least 90% of its current year taxable income, the rate will not be levied, levied the 25% uh, income tax. So you, it's like kind of uh, unsaid ruling to distribute 9%, 90% of its taxable year income, which most will take because they don't want to pay that 25% income tax. So this initiative is actually to encourage the public to invest in rates. Besides this, there are a lot of other tax advantages that rates have, which will ultimately decrease its expenses in a way. The second benefit of having a rate is liquidity. Investing in a rate, I mean. Since it's tra- it trades like a stock, you can buy or sell anytime without having to go through the hassles of buying and selling actual property. And this is great, especially during emergencies. Now, the third benefit, it's not too complicated to understand in terms of complexity. It's the business model of most rates is something anyone can understand and learn. And there are a few other benefits of having rates, like having experts worry about the actual property management. Because let's say you buy an IGB rate, you don't have to actually manage property under IGB. IGB will manage it for you. The people at IGB rate who are experienced in the property market, they know what they're doing, they know how to manage malls, they will do it for you and you can trust them. And, and you don't have to worry about actually uh, managing your property as opposed to if you buy a property and rent it out, you must have to deal with the tenants and the repairs and this and that. So uh, that's that's another benefit. And uh, also if you buy into a rate, like for example Sunway, you have a geo- geographical and property type diversification that will take a huge effort and a lot of capital to carry out on your own. For example, Sunway has um, you know malls all over, and it has uh, different types of malls you know that cater to different kind of people in different kind of areas, which you can't probably access as an individual investor. So now, when investing to rates, we know what's the benefit of rates. So what should we do before actually investing into them? You should go into the annual report uh, and have a look into the structure of rate. This is like same like uh, investing into a company in this way. You go into the annual report and read the financials, right? You should do the same thing when you do and invest into a rate. But there are little differences here and there. Uh, for example, if you go into the annual report of a rate, you will probably need to look at things that you don't normally look into in a normal company annual report, like a manager's fee, which is the usually the fee that the, you have to pay for the manager of the complex, which is usually the, it's a percentage of the total asset value of the buildings. Now, um, also you need to pay attention to things like occupancy rate for retail rates. Like IGB, you need to know how much of the mall is being occupied. Usually it's around 90 to you know nearly 100%. And uh, you, sometimes you need to pay attention to things like number of car park bays. Uh, because, you know, that's also a factor when people want to go to a mall. You need to think like a person who's investing in a mall. And uh, which you are when you invest into rates. 
um okay then you look into things like tav which is total total asset value which includes the total value of the properties as well um there's another thing which is called distributable income which sometimes you don't see in normal uh, company report distributable income is what income the uh, rate has that it can distribute to shareholders then you can look uh, over the years to see how much it increases or decreases to s- and you find out why like for example now uh, during covid obviously there will be some changes in the rates and uh, some changes in the market and whether people go to malls in the first place i mean malls some some places are completely shut down things like that so these are things that you should pay attention to in the annual report now <clears throat> excuse me um some of the notes in the annual report might have details of tenants that occupy particularly large spaces uh, which can be a spaces which can be a telling sign of where the earning comes from for example um aeon like you know uh, there might be a supermarket or a tesco which occupies a huge space in the mall and uh, you sometimes you read details of that when they lease it out to tesco or they lease it out to aeon you can see this kind of details in the uh, annual report and influence your decision whether or not to buy into that rate um another key thing to take note of uh, in rates uh, is gearing ratio this is something that's very important something is very vital to 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 uh, take note of when especially when it comes to rates it it's vital um some would argue in most companies but in rates especially so um to be specific it's the gearing ratio which i'm talking about is debt ratio which is total borrowings over total assets this can tell you how well they manage their debts in relation to the assets they own uh, in other words how they leverage themselves and their debt This is a bit of a balancing act because you can't have too high gearing ratio which means too high debt and you can't have it too low either which means you're probably not expanding or growing. So in most cases experts would usually recommend for the assets to be at least twice the amount of borrowing which means the ratio should be around 0.5 or close to that number. And don't forget when you are investing in REITs um one of the most important things just like investing in real property it's all about location location location. You don't want to buy a REIT that uh some you know that invest in some random property in some far off state that you know nothing about you want to know something like for example i stay within the klang valley and i know i've been going to mid valley mega mall for the most part of my adult life as well as when i was a teenager so i know what the mall looks like i know the changes that happened to the mall over the years i know how to get there with public transport which is also another thing to pay attention to might i mention um and all these kind of things so to have something that is close to your heart close to your home and close to your area where you are, where you understand it will make a more um heartfelt investment a more educated investment now um that is some of the things that you might want to pay attention to if you are sold on investing in rates but this is just the surface there's so many things you can go into with the annual report and really go into a detailed analysis which i might not be able to do in completion in entirety i just know a little bit about rates um i i you know i can't do the end to end study of rates uh, for rate uh, annual report but the key things anyone can learn anyone can study like the ones i mentioned earlier the key things to enough to invest you can know it and you can learn it and you can invest you can decide whether to invest so i want to refer you to two sources of information that i often defer to when it comes to rates and analysis behind rates so number 
is a blog it's called no manila it's a great blog it talks a lot about personal finance and stuff like that but it has a big focus on rates so the owner of the blog yishwan uh, is um, much more of an expert on rates compared to me uh, his focus is on rates uh, he thinks rates is a very great source of passive investment and uh, you should read his blog he has a, he, he even uh, recently posted about uh, his rate portfolio so you can actually shadow him if you want and you know you study his how he um, utilizes the rate the rates in his portfolio and how he allocates it uh, so check it out uh, that's a great blog to read uh, follow him on instagram and tiktok as well he posts some uh, he posts some videos and tips from time to time i'll link uh, his blog in the description okay the second uh, source of information that i want to give to you is is a youtube channel and it goes by the name of cf liu now cf liu is a real uh, guru when it comes to rates i often watch his videos when he analyzes particular rates especially individual rates like he looks into igb and al aka healthcare and really goes into the nitty gritty of the annual report he actually does this whole screen sharing thing where he looks at the annual report and guides you through step by step the tav the occupancy rate and stuff like this you can learn so much from these videos um I'm a big fan of of how he does it. I'll also link the YouTube channel in this description. So um that's all for today, the surface level uh on rates. I might do a second episode on maybe you know go a little bit more deeper or have someone on here who knows rates a little bit more in detail and you know take it to the advanced level of knowledge. But this is just the surface level what you need to know about rates. I strongly recommend them as an investment uh you know as an investment to add to your portfolio. uh just to look into it find out which rate is the best which one suits you and go for it you can buy it on your stock brokerage go to your you know usual stock brokerage search up the rates and you can buy it there anyway that was cash cow i haven't listened to this as of now since i'm still recording it but i apologize in advance for any audio uh background noise or any uh, weird audio things that you can hear uh but thank you for listening uh, until next time may your assets ever outweigh your liabilities This was Cash Cow and good night. Hello everyone. So I want to end this episode by giving a little bit of a disclaimer, a little bit of advice. Always do your own research before investing in anything. So you can read a 100 blog post you can watch a thousand episodes on youtube or whatever financial education channel or you can uh, listen to any a number of episodes of uh, any podcast and you do all this and you might hear people uh, quote companies or you know i might mention a few companies from time to time you might go to yishwan's post as i mentioned earlier you might read his composition of rates and how he invest in his portfolio and all this but always still do your own research before investing why i ask why i always refer to people um, and why i always mention companies is for a frame of reference similar to the blog post i mentioned earlier if you go to yishwan's blog post and you read and you should not focus on what actually is investing in but why he chose this uh, rates why why did he choose um, you know for example why did he choose uh, a particular rate uh, maybe igb rate or i don't know i can't remember the rate name the rates name the name of the rates that he chose so go and see why he chose these rates he will explain in the blog post is very nice it's very um comprehensive post he explains the reasoning behind a lot of it and why he chose rates as a passive income and all this 
always understand the principle of why someone invests in something and not just follow, not just shadow and put your money there. You can shadow, you can go to uh, Bursa. There is this thing where you can use um, digital money or not real money to invest and you can play around with that. That's fine. That you can do whatever you want with that. But when it comes to real investment, nothing on cash cow is a buy or sell recommendation regardless of any company I say. And I do believe that most um, financial content creators also have some sort of similar statement somewhere in their content to say that they are not buy or sell recommendations. They are just giving their advice. And this is a similar kind of uh, disclaimer that I'm giving for cash cow. And any um, second-hand recommendations that I make through cash cow. So always do your own research. Always understand why these people... Uh, this is what I do as well. Like, for example, I look up to No Manila when it comes to rates. I try to understand why No Manila, Yishuan, why he chooses certain rates and what his principles are. I can't even remember the name of the rates that he chose. So that is the kind of thing you should go for. Um, always understand, always make an educated decision. I'm not saying this to get myself out of trouble and, you know, someone come and buy just because I mentioned some funny... <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people would actually do that. I don't think I've gained that sort of trust yet. But I'm not saying it to get out of that situation. I'm just saying as a legitimate, um, from the heart kind of advice. This is the principle you should have when you go into an uh, investment. You shouldn't just follow the crowd. You shouldn't just follow... Uh, some idle investing you shouldn't just follow even warren buffett you should follow what your knowledge and what your experience tells you that is the right investment don't uh, follow you know all these blogs uh, all these uh, forums that say you know this stock will limit up tomorrow limit down tomorrow and all this it's good to read sometimes for knowledge and understand what's happening in the market and all this but don't make investment decisions based off a youtube comment or even a blog post or even a uh, episode of a podcast just gain knowledge that is the thing investment the main investment is to invest in yourself invest in your knowledge build your knowledge from that knowledge you will grow your other investments and from that it's all a domino effect to what you'll get okay i don't want to sound too naggy <laughs> and it's very unlike me to do this but i just feel there's something that i should get off my chest um something that i should say sometime as uh, you know someone who just records this podcast so thank you once again for listening and good night.